0: You're listening to the Online Tutor Business Podcast, where I help tutors get found, hired, and referred. Episode number 19. Last week, BitPaper announced that they'd be moving to a paid plan versus a free plan. And having known the creators of BitPaper, I knew that this had to be a tough decision in this specific time. Knowing that they had been paying a ton of money to give people a free whiteboard for the past five years, I wanted to give them a space to share their journey, what led to their decision and what they envision for the future. So keep listening. Hi, I'm Joanne Kaminsky, And with 10 years experience tutoring online, I've made over a half a million dollars. And today I help other tutors get similar results or better. In this podcast, you're gonna be inspired by other tutors stepping into this journey and getting results. You'll learn strategies you can apply to your business. Stop feeling alone in the process and make more money so that you can feel amazing every time you have an aha moment with one of your students. This is the Online Tutor Business Podcast. And here we are, you guys. Woo woo, it's Saturday. How many of you guys are at home today? Uh, well, I am, and all of these lovely people are are in their homes as well. Now, I have some extremely exciting news for all of you that have been on my YouTube channel. Uh, we have hit over 4,000 subscribers. So this is like, huge, woo. woo. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you take these little milestones, like it used to be like the first 100, I was like super excited, and then the second 100, I was super excited, and and then it moved to like 500s, and now it's like, oh my gosh, we're at like 4,000. That is incredible, I love it. So thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for continuing to support us. Thank you for watching the commercials. Um, those of you that know, um, all of the proceeds from my YouTube channel do not go directly into my pocket, they go directly into my children's pocket, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, they are going. I have three children that will be going to college. They are going. Right, I'm unsubscribing. Into, that's it. <laughs> they're going directly into um, my kids' education and going into their college funds. So I do appreciate you guys taking the time to be able to do that. As you know, um, I don't get paid to do any of this stuff that's here. This is all me volunteering to be able to do it. And and I appreciate you guys um, that are joining us, Atoll and Leo and Susie and Beth uh, for for being here as well. And Lots of things that we add. We were just actually having an amazing conversation about how the whole online tutoring world is just um, changing right now. Uh, people's perceptions are changing about online tutoring. How those of us that have been in the online tutoring world, were a little bit ahead of their curve at this point in time, right, compared to other people. Um, I do feel like people's mindsets are going to be more open to being able to do online tutoring and and that's a really exciting thing and and I know that that recently with some things that have been going on with paper so bit paper some of you guys have have all of a sudden just like kind of felt felt like oh like what just happened like it was like a bomb dropped on you and so I thought you know what let's invite Leo and Susie and Atoll into the house so they can explain like what's going on and and then give us more information. And there have been some changes that have been made. So they're listening, and this this is something that I've always appreciated about bit paper. They always listen. So, um Atul and I were also talking about like right before this, how he never actually even used a whiteboard before this. that he actually would use like paper. Boards just to be able to like share his screen and do in this. And then Bit Paper changed. So what was your experience with Bit Paper when you first started experiencing Bit Paper at all? What was it for you?
1: Yeah, just to go back. Um, I, I really like the idea of keeping the tech really, really simple. And for me, like pen and paper was a thing I'd I'd always done. I was very comfortable with it. And this is just a tip to all the new online tutors who've suddenly had to go into it, like you know. Don't abruptly go into lots and lots of different moving parts and technology. If pen and paper is something you're comfortable with, just start off with that, and just just get online somehow, and then gradually get into using more technology, including bit paper uh, or uh, any other whiteboard. But uh, yeah, you know, I was quite reluctant to go onto any whiteboard. I was had to be kind of bored to it, kicking and screaming. In fact, I was like, it came to a stage when another tutor, said, what, "What, what are you doing at all?" Like other online tutors, I said, "All right, I'll try some whiteboards." So I tried, I tried a bunch of different ones, and um, there was this chap on uh, various Facebook groups called um, Don Barry, who's a bit paper. Uh, he kept posting bitpaper.io, and uh, I tried it once, and what a What a beautiful experience. Like you write on it, you you only had the five or six colors and no matter how you wrote on it, it just looked beautiful. Like it had this kind of very nice texture. You could change the colors and I I fell in love with it immediately. And you know, the the rest, the rest is history. I like never teetered on paper again. (laughs) I, I became the super fan. and then. Leo, uh, f- uh, I met Leo, like the first time Leo popped up, it was like, are you the BitPaper guy? You're the guy who runs BitPaper. Like, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, it's fine. And then after a, few, after a while, Leo just invited, just work for BitPaper, just help us with social media because you're doing it anyway. Yeah. Um, and that's, that, yeah, the rest is history, really. So I've been uh, I've been a part of them ever since.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love- love it. And we've got some awesome people joining us today. We've got Lynn Wilson and we've got Simplify IT Tutoring and we've got Kim in the house. And so Kathy is here. So glad that you guys are here. Please introduce who you are, where you're from, what you tutor. We want to be able to welcome you. And as we go, if you have any questions, please let us know. Yes, Beth. Um. We also, in Facebook, we have
2: Rita and Lauren and, let's see, uh, Ramona and Jamie
0: and Dina. so Awesome. um, And Tammy Ordonez. Yay! So thank you guys for for joining us. We appreciate you guys uh, being here. All right. so, So, Leo, tell us about your ultimate idea with BitPaper from the beginning. Like, what was your goal with BitPaper?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, hello, everyone, and thanks for having the, the, the taking the time to to listen to us and and hear us out. Because believe us, we're listening to you. Um, we're keeping a very close tab on all developments. We've barely slept in weeks is the reality, and I know it's been a very tough period for everyone. I'm not claiming it's any more or less tough for us than anyone else, um, but, you know, I wish everyone well, and these are difficult times. As Joanna kind of alluded to, I think to some extent, there's short-term pain for sure for everyone in, in a number of um, facets and capacities and professions. Online tutors have a degree of insulation by definition, in some sense, in an isolated world, um, and tutoring seems to be a little bit more stable than, say, um, acting or television. Television production or all of the industries that have shot down you know we, we can't be under any illusions that there's waves of job cuts coming and, and the worst recession of all time is upon us there, there's no doubt um, but you know within that um, the, the silver lining is online tutoring is in the spotlight I've been phoned up by national papers oh, we were in the Guardian yesterday talking about bit paper um, the British government are talking about hiring thousands of online tutors today to try and make up for the teaching shortfall Online tutoring was a fringe, um, was a fringe endeavour when we first started. So my personal journey. Um, you know, I've said this before and uh, on these channels before, and I, you know, I've, me and Joanna have grown up together in, in our own professional capacity, she's an influencer and I'm a tech developer and we've always supported and loved each other's channels and I still think your videos are the most of you bit paper videos by a mile, I'm deeply grateful for the exposure and, and the audience you've given to us. Um, so thank you from me personally to you Joanna, we haven't spoken in a little while but we always touch base um, from time to time and I hope our relationship will, will, will evolve. Um, so. You know, my, my, my own capacity was as a, was as a university lecturer. Um, originally, I did my PhD in London, uh, Imperial College. Um, I sort of decided uh, to have a go at, at banking and really didn't get on with that at all. It didn't suit me. Roughly, I'm um, probably too creative and not disciplined enough to be a, a sort of a big corporate guy. Um, so I decided to fall back on my teaching, which had always been, like I suspect for so many of you, um, a hobby turned vocation. Um, I taught and tutored through the years through school to pay my way through university. Um, and latterly, I was doing some sort of um, TAing at university, um, went to my university and said, I want to do some lecturing now. And, and they gave me a gig. Um, so as part of that, you know, I got involved in tutoring because a lot of um, a lot of students in, in my classes were coming to me with these kind of very Individual and specific problems which I didn't have the capacity or resources to address. They were quite fixable. I can't differentiate. I can't integrate. I missed the class on BODMATS. I, you know, whatever it might have been. Um, The problems they highlighted were were entirely solvable and in quite a quick period of time, if I could have lended them the time, which I couldn't because there was 200 of them and there was one of me. So we set up um, a tutoring company called The Profs in 2014. My brother was a professional tutor also, same same thing. He paid his way through school and college uh, tutoring. And we decided to kind of have a go at trying to release tutoring to university students, which was a bit of an innovation, I think, at the time in the UK. And in that journey, it became clear to me very quickly um, that our scope and reach needed to be outside of one-to-one tutoring in London and university students in London. We needed a wider audience and so the only way we could project ourselves, um, you know, over longer distances, and in some sense, actually, my main concern, as well as sort of scope and scale to my own business, was actually my ability to scale my time effectively as an educator. I wasn't willing. I was running a business. I was not willing to travel to meet people. If they, you know, if they weren't willing to come to me, I wasn't willing to tutor them. Um, I didn't have the time. I didn't have the resources to scale that, and the loss in effective earnings was too dramatic. Mm-hmm. So I, in two thousand fourteen, you know. When my, my brother first came to me and said, hey, I've got a client for you. He's in, I think it was Dubai or something, I can't remember. Um, he said to me, you know, I've got this guy who wants finance tutoring and we can't find anyone. Can you do it? And I said, okay, how? He said, people are using Skype. And I said, okay, fine. So i got on Skype and like you guys, you know, he was like, okay, well, here's the lecture notes and, you know, uh, I can't really write. So can you write and I'll explain. And I was like, no, 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 this doesn't work. We need a pen. We need a, uh, you know, a writing surface, a whiteboard, um, and we need – good internet and audio video and screen sharing and headsets i'm 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 gonna lay claim to this and if you want if anyone can prove otherwise please feel free to do so i strongly believe me and my best friend dan who basically designed bit paper for me when i said okay where can we get a pen he said let's do some research we found out about these things called Wacom's, which were at the time graphics tablets for artists then we said okay let's buy a couple We bought a couple, we tried them. we're like, yep, that'll do. They're a bit quirky, but that'll do. Then we said, all right, whiteboard. We went around and looked at whiteboards. We were like, these will suck at the time, frankly. No offense to our competitors, but in 2014, all of your boards suck. Um, (laughs) They've come a long way, actually, dramatically. There are some really good ones now, and I fully appreciate that, and we keep an eye on those. Um, And many of them have far bigger resources than we've ever had. So, you know... Um, we tried them out. Nope, that didn't work. We started using a program called Sketchbook, which was again uh, an artist um, program for, for digital art. So we were screen. We would use Skype. We would screen share onto the board. We even had these weird little uh, plugins to Skype, which would really badly record the lessons. We would screen share onto the whiteboard. It wasn't onto the sketchboard. It wasn't collaborative. And then we would, um, you know, we we would uh, record the classes and and write one-sided. So then that got us thinking and we thought, well, you know, how do we take this a step further? How do we get students to write? And that's where bit paper came from as well. So um, we took all the things we were doing with sketchbook, the simple things that you need to quickly and effectively operate in order. This was the pen needed to be responsive. Right. Laggy pens don't work. It needs to be really responsive. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to download anything effectively. We wanted the ability to have loads of, like, maximum whiteboard space possible across the screen, right? Um, And just whiteboard space effectively. We wanted a minimalist approach, which didn't have lots of Frankenstein uses for lots of different people. Um, So that largely revolved around, you know, just very simple tools, writing, um, shapes, pens, um, multiple boards was very important. Um, And then latterly, we started thinking about the audio video capabilities. so you know screen share uh, audio video screen sharing so we mapped it all out and we've got most of them the only one we haven't got that we really want is session recording which is in the pipeline um but the ability then to natively and in zoo in, in bit paper record the sessions which of course zoom can do um so we want to take the best bits of zoom we also discovered zoom i think for tutoring susie discovered zoom actually my wife who's on the call um back in those days zoom was a completely unheard of thing that when I first got our API account at one of my companies, um, we spoke I think pretty much to Eric directly. Eric's worth about 40 billion today or something. So Susie knows the CEO of Zoom personally because we were one of the first, if not the first, adopters for in in a sensible education capacity. Um, we said to him at the time, hey, Zoom was great for education. He said, not interested. It's not a relevant market for us. We're doing sort of big corps and big business now, of course. Um, education is largely being conducted through zoom so we were ahead of that curve so bit story you know began there um we then susie went running around trying to find somebody who could build a whiteboard tech we worked with a few people initially they were all charlatans frankly um and eventually she found this guy through a contact through a contact who was just building whiteboards in his free time in cyprus that's nick to be um you know to be completely open and honest with bit, bit, bit People, the entirety of BitPaper has been built by one developer. The whole thing, largely, I designed it, and largely he built it. Um, so, you know, to get some idea of the, you know, administrative capacity we've has a, as a team to serve what is now several hundred thousand user accounts. Um, there's just, you know, in terms of the development, two of us doing it. Um, Susie helping on the administrative side and the sort of um, more the sort of corporate investor relation side and, and business um, business development side. Uh, she also built the website, uh, designed and built the website, which is beautiful. And um, Atul, who's obviously come on board and helping on social media. So between the four of us, um, we've, we've dealt with everything. Um, and so the, 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 the reality is, is in our development of, of Bitpaper, we always basically just wanted to build a whiteboard. Now for me, the furthest behind part of BitPaper in terms of development these days is the actual whiteboard. What I mean by that is although it's invisible to everyone else, the true development costs of BitPaper in time, resources, mental capacity, and intelligence in some sense has all gone into the server architecture. It's phenomenal. I mean, there are tens of servers running BitPaper. Every single thing you do is on a different server that are all connected. Uh, There's image servers. There's the URL servers. There's cursor servers. The cursors, actually, the day that BitPaper wobbled, as some of you might remember, BitPaper had a bad day one day, last Monday. That was because the cursor, we hadn't, realized that 20,000 cursors would be a problem. You know, things that no one would think about. Uh, but that, that crashed the server, and it took us hours to work out what crashed the server. It was people moving their cursors. But anyway, so we've spent huge amounts of time on the architecture behind particularly the servers and scalability, and also um, and also the audio video. So, you know, um, the actual whiteboard is what we want to spend our resources developing. We know the quirks and features. We know everything everyone wants. We've got it all there in the roadmap we just released. And we'd love to go back to that. And we will, but we've been constantly pulled out in some sense of making the whiteboard better because we've had to keep it stable and robust. And that's a real architectural challenge, far harder than the front end of the whiteboard, which is actually quite easy for a competent developer, relatively. Um, So, you know, that's that's where BitPaper came from. It came from a legitimate need for us to try and teach better online. Um, We created it as a small group of individuals. We funded it out of our own pockets. Then, as you are all aware, something happened, and it was the coronavirus. Um, We knew from about early 2018 that BitPaper couldn't be free forever, because although people (laughs) don't appreciate this, we've been paying for the audio-video minutes for everyone at enterprise costs. Um, for you know, for a long period of time, and when that was a few thousand dollars a month, we could afford it from our you know from our companies and, and shooting companies and our pockets in some sense, and we've all worked for free, um, all of us, um, with the exception of Nick, who I've had to you know keep eating. So we've um, you know we we we've we've we we knew from back then that we would have to charge eventually. That was that was a cold hard reality. we'd hoped that we could do it properly, message everyone in about June, maybe release it in September, have a bit more time to engage with the community about pricing points, pricing levels, but um, then came a large five-figure bill for the audio-video minutes at an increasing rate of about 50% a day. And, you know, it got to about four or $5,000 a day this week, right? We are not Google. I cannot afford that. It has put the financial stability of my companies at risk, and it has put the existential, um, you know, the, the, the existence of BitPaper at risk. If we stop it, it's off, right? Mm-hmm. So we had to make a very hard decision it very quickly as to what to do and we figured the best thing to do was to try and serve the community that we could right or that wanted to pay and understood that they would need to pay and serve their needs um, and keep the thing on rather than just turn it off and everyone lose it so you know it's been a, it's been a difficult few days and, and that's why we're here today with here through to talk about these things and these changes what they mean what our ambitions are you know in terms of your original question and that was a very long-winded answer the the ultimate the the, the 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 answer to the question is we want Bitpaper to be the de facto standard for how to teach online that's yes. what we want we want schools to use it we want universities to use it we want enterprises to use it we want it to be known as the thing you use to teach online like zoom has become in that time in the same time period the thing you use to talk online right mm-hmm. um we need to get there and that's what we're here today to discuss the roadmap towards that what that means um, and what that looks like and under what conditions you know, we change things or we, we adapt. Um, so, yeah, that, that's BitPaper's story.
0: That's awesome. And then I, think, I think what we can personalize, like, where did this all start from and, and, and where did it come from? It helps put everything in perspective for so many people because people don't realize how much money and how much time you have devoted into putting into this resource. You know, some people that are there are lots of people who are very devoted to BitPaper and um and they want to continue to pay for the tool and they are going to do it like elaine lingard she said hey i love bitpaper i'm going to continue to use it so there are you have super fans out there that they are going to follow you till kingdom come because of what you guys have put together and that is incredible um and i think it's it's just them understanding too like hey we understand the story but then there are some new people they're just discovering bitpaper right and they don't know the entire backlog and history of where you guys have come from, the the sweat, the tears, how much money you have poured on into this and have never asked for a cent from anybody to be able to continue to make it available to people. and And so – Lots of people do have uh, questions about really the future. Um, it, I think there's people that are out there. They're wondering if if this is ever going to, um, if the paper's going to close. Is that something that is a possibility?
3: It was, definitely, 100%. I mean, look, I, I can't do that, right? I've devoted... Um, I've devoted so much of my life, and the people on this call, my team, have devoted so much of their lives and love and energy to it. Under no circumstances—it's like a baby, right? Mm -hmm. No, Susie calls it. My wife calls it Bit Baby. That is her nickname (laughs) for Bit. You know. Yeah,
4: I think it's important to point it out. Hello, I'm Susie, guys. Hi, Susie. Um, Hello. I'm not just the wife. I'm also the business partner here. Uh, one of the co-founders of of BitPaper, but Leo is correct. This is very much a family business that we've built together in the last five years. started from our bedrooms, uh, to be honest. I try not to use that word because it's a little bit too used, but it was actually real. And there are a lot of laughs, but a lot of tears as well. You can imagine as a family business, right? Everything was built with a lot of love as well. If you even go around the website, you can see hearts and... And emotions and and that is all about telling the world about the story of bit paper mm-hmm. um, so you can see on the design right that's how we try to bring it and yeah we do we do call it bit baby and atu and I had a very mm-hmm. nice uh, chat yesterday it used to be bit baby but now it's a teenager actually he's about to go to college yeah. and that's how we see the bit paper is just like 17 years old, it's now going to college. It's becoming a little bit more like professionalized you know and 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 that is the very cool thing. We almost see bit paper as a person right Atu? Mm.
0: yeah and um, Elizabeth
2: um, I, oh sorry, I just wanted to bring in some questions from the uh, ultimate support group if we have if this is a good time for sure. everybody. Okay, great. Um, One second. Um, So the first question is from um, Terry, Terry Grigsby. She um, asks Can you explain the different pricing plans um, in detail? If I have 25 to 30 students that I send a PDF to after each session without video, which
0: plan should I use? Oops, you're on mute, uh, Leo. Sorry.
3: sorry. That's okay. yeah, so I just want before we jump into like really specific price questions for individuals, sure. because I'll be honest, that's not generally that interesting right. and we can answer that with the individual and I'm ha- more than happy to answer Terry. We love Terry, love your work, more than happy to answer that and work with you on that. But um, in terms of the, you know, I will give an answer to your question, Terry, but I'd rather just try and keep it a bit more yeah. high level initially. The, you know, the, in terms of the, um, the, the the motives behind what we've done, right, the the reality is, is that People assume that because it's free, either it has no price or it has no value, right? And neither of those things are true. The the, the pushback from our community on certain price points is um, a bit of a reality check for some people as to the realities of the cost of this platform and what that means for us. Um, and, you know, just put that in context to answer your question, Joanne, no, I'm not going to take it offline but the I had a very difficult week of conversations with the audio video provider about them not taking it offline, right? Some of this is outside of my control. I can keep bit papers online and the servers that we control online, I can't necessarily keep the audio video online, right? Mm. So we've had some very difficult conversations and effectively they've given me a moratorium on the pricing of, um, on the bill that is would bankrupt the company uh, that is looming. Um, And basically, agreed that conditional on us commercializing effectively, that they would extend the deadlines on those bills until we're in a position to pay them ourselves. Right. So, that is the heart. We've been completely transparent and open in all of this. You can. People can take it or leave it, but they are cold, hard facts. Um, And, you know, yes, people, I've had all kinds of things levied at me. Um, You know, I've had some really disgusting things, actually really disgusting things emailed to me and said to me, uh, which couldn't be further from the truth. And I'm not particularly concerned about those people's opinions per se. But, you know, the idea that we're using the coronavirus or something like that to try and profit is actually the other way around. In, put it from our point of view: Why should the fallout of the coronavirus, on in its entirety, fall upon us to burden for everyone? Right? right. So we want to distribute the crisis as to other, you know, as far as we can, um, and that just means that we need to um, we need to charge. So in terms of the actual high level, why is it price that has been charged? You know, some people. To be clear, there has been huge demand for BitPaper that was unprecedented I have had we have had to as a team deal with over 200 business requests in 48 hours that changes things a little bit what we did in terms of where we set pricing we took the costs we divided by the total number of users that we thought might convert and then split the cost between them right that was roughly how we did it mm-hmm. building in the ability to pay our developer pay the servers pay for the audio and video of those users and ideally leave just a little bit left to try and grow the company that was mm-hmm. the idea of the pricing now things change the more people sign up because you know if anyone for those new users that don't know us and I, joanne and a lot of the people on this call have followed the journey so it's hard to you know levy at us that we're profiteering when it's been free for five years because we could have just charged from day one if, if right. profit was our driving force right that, that simply is empirically not true um in a perfect world i would love bit paper to be free that was the dream that was the desire um i want mass adoption of bit paper over and above you know pounds, pence, dollars, and and yen for for, from the users to use it. But it's not the reality. Google can afford free whiteboards because Google makes all of their money. Zoom can afford um, a free product because they make all of their money from other things. Zoom's business model is extremely simple. Zoom says we charge companies and they pay loads of money. If anyone who's had an enterprise level account with Zoom or an api or an integration with zoom which i have knows that actually the audio video pricing on zoom is more expensive than we have put on our on bit paper i got a bit of a discount from the providers but there's this disconnect between the individual who's used to free audio video zoom is free for an individual account whatsapp is free there's all kinds of ways you can do video skype for free so people think oh video is free but if you're a company who's bankrolling that, it's anything but free. And that, that's where the disconnect came from, right? Mm. Now, still, in a, in, a, in a social sense, the more people that sign up, the cheaper it is for everyone to, to use, right? And that goes for both bit papers and, and, and the audio video. Now, in the last 48 hours, we have had such high demand from enterprise level people, and people who are and huge amounts of support saying, no, I like, and this is why we're here, because so many people have said, you know what, I'm in. And that's what we 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 needed. But so many people have said that we can now readjust pricing. And that's what we, you know, we can continually readjust pricing to find a nice equilibrium that suits as many use cases as possible, that gets people what they need, uh, that keeps the thing online. Um, and then there's no ongoing threat to the existence of paper. So that's what we're working towards. In terms of Terry's specific question, can you just run the numbers by me again, Elizabeth?
0: So you are on mute, Elizabeth. Oh, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> um, so she said, "Um,
2: can you explain uh, different p- pricing plans? If I have 25 to 30 students, that I send a PDF to after each session, without video, um, which
3: plan should I use?" Yeah, so PDF. So we've just changed this as well. PDFs are free to create now for both accounts. Students can create all the PDFs they want. Um, The um, tutors can create all the PDFs they want. So there's now no restrictions on PDFs. They're free um, for everyone. So students, tutors, PDFs are unlimited now. Um, And the same goes for saving to my papers. We realized that wasn't best considered for a number of reasons. Mainly, when we say save on BitPaper, we're talking about putting it into my papers. All boards, if you've noticed, are auto-saved by default because the URL is permanent. So you could just, the student can just bookmark. So one, we've listened, but one very reasonable and sensible lady sent me an email saying, But why would you block saving papers for the student accounts when they can just bookmark it in the browser, which is what some of mine do anyway? And I said, yeah, fair play. Um, So we've (laughs) removed those restrictions. In terms of using 25 to 30 students, there's no restriction on how many students you have in your BitPaper. That's also free. When people say BitPaper is not free, they're ignoring that BitPaper is free for students. It's a freemium product. It's not free for the educators because someone has to pay the cost for the whole group, right? So BitPaper is still free conditional on being a student or choosing a free account. or your old papers, if you choose not to convert and not to pay, your old papers will continue to function as normal in the whiteboard sense. You won't be able to make calls, you won't be able to create new papers, that's it. Um, and in terms of Terry's question, you can have as many students as you want. The question becomes how many papers do you need to create a month and how many audio video minutes do you need to create a month? the prices for those on the website and as Joanne knows and anyone who's seen Facebook in the last um hour or so, we've also dropped all the prices of those as well. So yeah, um I hope you can find something affordable in there, Terry. That's yeah,
4: amazing. Susie. Oh. Uh Leo, can you just uh give a little bit of uh like a like uh feedback on this price drop um for us, what happened, where it comes from and Yeah, sure. It's great, great, great news, right?
3: Yeah, I I we, we're trying, right? I you know, we we more people sign up, price comes down, and that can continue ad infinitum. So you know what my call to action is for everyone on this call? Get more people to sign up, right? It's now in everyone's incentive. It's on in all of our incentive to grow BitPaper. That's the, that's the message I want to propagate today, and I will deliver on those promises. Those who know me know I'm a man of my word, uh, if nothing else. So the um, in terms of the changes, we, um, we've had schools, universities, tutoring companies, large. I mean, you know, but my first phone call, the minute we went live, I had a guy in Canada phone me up, lovely guy. We've you know, got on super well, About I guess about my age, similar position to me. He said, I run one of Canada's biggest tutoring companies. I need like 400 accounts. I don't care the price. I've built my company into this. Um, I'll pay whatever you need. Your prices are completely reasonable. And so with that kind of discussion going on, then we can start to reduce the prices of the individual counts. now zoom charges for businesses and doesn't charge for individuals now that would be a love i would love that long-term strategy i'm not making any promises on that today at all you can't hold me to that i didn't mean at all i mean at all you can't hold me to that um but you know we will try try our best to i mean you know if universities sign up if big educational providers sign up then we can start reducing the prices um, for individual counts, and that that will be hopefully the direction of travel over the long term um in terms of these specific changes we've made today um we acknowledge the fact that um you know people wanted more papers particularly on the lower pricing packages so we've doubled the papers per month created on the eight dollar account to 20 from 10 that also so nice. we got the basic account either with or without calls we've doubled the paper limit on the monthly pay- paper creation limit on um the basic i think we've added 50 percent, and then 30 percent on the advanced and uh pro that takes you up to like 60 for 20 dollars and takes you up to i think 130 for 40 dollars yeah i think that's the right numbers um so we've increased all the paper limits for, for the lower packages um in terms of the um and just to be clear there's two things here right number one that paper limit is per month so if you get 10, 20 a month now, it's 240 a year. That's quite a lot of papers. Number two, if that's not enough for you, okay, $20 a month, if you find that highly unreasonable, I do apologize. Again, there's a cost to operating this and we're not trying to be unreasonable, we're trying to cover costs. And, and you know the, the marginal cost of these URLs, effectively URLs are looking at like 20, 30, 40 cents, depending on how much you buy, right? That's not a huge amount for paper that can basically be reused forever under reasonable use cases, although we are imposing some restrictions on that, I'll talk later. Um, And also, all your past ones are still good to go anyway. So, you know, presumably you've already got loads of papers. The question is, how many papers do you really need? And if you still use it in a way like I do, which requires loads, uh, we'll give you big discounts on that. But we've also imposed, um, I think, something that is a bit of a game changer for most people, which is now, and this was technically difficult. The reason we did it was not because we're unfair, but it's technically difficult. Um, now, at the end of each month, so when you pay for your papers, say you pay $10, you get your 20 papers, you get your audio video minutes. Now, if you haven't used them at the end of the month, when you get charged the next month, you're, all of them will roll over that you haven't used. Ah. So let, let's assume you go onto the $20 package, And you go for three months during busy season and you have some left over. and then suddenly in the low season, you realize, hang on, I've got 50 saved up papers and 20 saved up hour calls. You can just put your account right down to free (laughs) for a month. Right. And then you can still use those audio video minutes. And then when you come back to tutoring, you can go, right, $10 again. So you guys will be able to manually adjust your papers and your audio video as you need them. In real time, uh, without penalty, so to a large extent. Obviously, it's cheaper the more you buy, and it's more expensive marginally the, the less you buy. But you can top up, you can cancel, upgrade, downgrade at any time. So you know wow. there's a huge amount of flexibility built into the packages themselves. This is all see-
2: amazing. You'll,
3: you'll see the thing. So the third thing we've done. Um, so we've got the cheaper packages, the cheaper papers. We've got the rollover of audio, video. We've got. Let me just check my screen. So, yeah, as I said, student accounts will now be able to save into my papers and create PDFs. So there's way less restrictions on student accounts. They just can't create papers and create calls because that's what costs us money. So if they're not paying, they you know that's that's they, they, they can't do that. I think, though, we built in the student account. Um, I'm pretty sure the student account can create one a month. So the student account has a paper it can create a month just to be able to play effectively. Um, we're also looking at trial accounts. We have actually built the mechanism for trial accounts. So, you know, having like a one day, two day, three day free trial on on, on like the basic package, let's say uh, for new users. We can't go live with that right now, but that's coming. Um, it's built. Um, I can't give a date for that, but we, we've tested that and played with that. So that will be coming down the line, but not initially for launch. Initially for launch, we need to keep the lights on. So it doesn't make sense giving everyone the ability to go free again. So that will come once we've stabilized in some sense a little bit. Um, and then you know just we've run the numbers and all of this the basic account now covers 80 percent of sorry 77 percent of all users who've ever used bitpaper now fall into the basic account the next 13 percent all fit into the advanced account i think seven percent or six percent fit into the pro and like three or four percent fit into the power so you know for eighty percent of people roughly they are a basic user and it's eight or ten dollars a month depending on whether you want audio video or audio. the other final one which is also really important is that um because of the logistical problems created by the enterprise uptake Let me explain to you the main mistake we made administratively when we went live with, despite what you think are our mistakes, what was our mistake that we, we saw internally when we went live? We were looking at data of user accounts and trying to set cutoffs for pricing packages based on real usage data that looked fair and based on trying to work out people's kind of estimated revenues and we wanted BitPay to be a small percentage, you know, half a percent maybe of their of their tutoring or something like you know, depending on how much they earn, it's a bit tricky. Um, so we were kind of trying to play with some numbers and play with some models. What we had missed is that because BitPaper's free, across all those individual user accounts, we thought, well, everyone uses BitPaper as individuals and companies, we have a few companies that reach out to us and work with BitPaper and have a few deals and bits and pieces here and there and integrations. What we would massively underestimated is that in that data, what you can't see is hundreds of companies have based their business operations on BitPaper around those free accounts. So I got some panicked phone calls on like whenever we went live. I think it was what Wednesday this week, um, Thursday, saying you can't do this. My, you're going to turn my bit, you know, despite everything that's going on. You're going to be turning my business off on Wednesday. What do we do, you know? we need to fix this. And I said, no, okay, fair enough. So we listened to all of that. I have replied personally, I think to over a thousand emails in three days. I've worked 16 hours a day, nonstop. I mean, Susie has been witnessing quite the stress and strain I've been under. And I apologize for all of, you know, my <laughs> my, my lack of sense of humor with this. Uh, she's had to bear the brunt of it and that that's wrong and bad. It's been phenomenally stressful for everyone. Me and Nick in particular as the frontline people who have to respond and in some sense develop. But what we've been doing then is, slowing it all down a bit now there was the original question for us was can we keep the lights on the answer to that was the audio video guys have given us a, a bit of a break and that's still a subject of negotiation but they're being understanding they also have said look you guys are providing a public function at this point you're supporting half the world's education oh, you know what i mean You're supporting a huge amount of education we're not bad guys so that's dealt with well for five minutes then we had the secondary issue of all these companies coming to us and saying well hang on so the, first, you know, the main question we had to answer is if people are not willing to pay for bit paper at all, then this thing is all somewhat academic, right? Um, we just, that's it. But now that people are willing to pay and enough enterprises are willing to pay to keep the lights on, now we can, again, look at pricing and it slows everything down a bit. So what we've basically said to the companies is we can't in any way do, you know, we've had 200 requests for packages ranging from 300 accounts, 500 accounts, 100 accounts, three custom accounts for particular users, little companies. Big, you know, We have to look at all of that and find a solution for all of them. And we found a solution for, for loads of them. I think 50 have already agreed to terms and there's hundreds more in the pipeline or tens more in the pipeline. So what we're gonna work with them is then onboarding them first and just make sure that their operations are continuous, which keeps it free for a bit longer for everyone else. And then we've um, extended the date for actually changing subscription Provisionally, again, well, this is evolving situation, is provisionally at least Monday, the 6th of April, right? Now, people, there's a few questions that have come in hugely, um, and let me just run through a couple of the most common ones they might apply to you. Firstly, what happens for individual accounts when we go live? It's so simple, you you know, we guys at BitPaper try and keep things clean and simple. When you, from the minute we go live, when you first come, you'll all be logged out. That's my one apology. There is going to be, a, I'm, I'm, I need to announce this there's going to be downtime on BitPaper for about a three hour period in the middle of the night for Americans and for very early in the morning for British people. It's probably like five o'clock in the morning, our time, maybe like midnight, your time. There's going to have to be on Sunday night that day, if we go live that day, there's going to have to be a two or three hour period for downtime. It is the single biggest change to BitPaper ever. We've tested it for months and, you know, so it's going to go down. When you come back, you'll have to log in. When you log in, you'll just get presented with a very simple pop-up, which says, pick a plan. You can pick free, and that's that. You can pick the eight, 10, whatever you want. And then it says, enter your billing name, your billing um, address, and enter your card details into Stripe. We don't handle payment provision. That's dealt with one of the biggest payment providers in the world securely. We don't handle, we're not interested in your credit card details. We can't see them, we can't access them, we can't lose them, we can't share them, we can't store them. So you sign in, put your card in, you're good to go. You get your audio video minutes, and then you're set up on a monthly billing cycle, upgrade, downgrade as you like. So in terms of what the experience for you guys will be, I hope a two-minute experience, so completely painless, which shouldn't hold anything up or hold classes up. That's been the most common question. Second most common question is, is the website in U.S. dollars, Canadian dollars or Aussie dollars? It's American dollars. Um, The third question has been largely around which pricing plan fits for me. Well, the plans on the website are designed to fit for most people. If people have, again, specific business needs, we've been dealing with those. You know, Some people have three accounts, a master account, 100 accounts, whatever. So we're dealing with those. Um, and so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to answer all questions you might have. I think we've dealt with the vast majority of them in the FAQs, the website, I have a very gentle ask for people not to spam us on email if they have kind of unnecessary stuff just because we can't we you know we're struggling to deal with it but you know this is a good forum i think to answer all of your personal questions and 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 i'm more than willing to do so
0: yeah yeah so if somebody were to sign up for a plan today and then the price goes down how will that affect their subscription
3: so well yeah i mean you know you can't that's the, the other most common question is where do i actually pay You can't yet because the plans haven't gone live. So from when they do, um, then you'll be able to pay. At the moment, it's just, you know, you can see the prices. You can't sign up for the plan. In terms of that, sorry, what was the second part of the question? Just run.
0: So if somebody were to sign up, let's say you guys decide to lower the prices because you've gotten some other funding. How will that affect other users who've already signed up on a plan?
3: Um, Well, it would be. If we did that, if we dropped prices across the board, it would be from the next month because that's how the billing cycles work. We can't change the month billing cycle. So let's say in the future, if we did say, right, we're dropping the price by X or, or, or increasing papers or limits by Y from a date, the next monthly billing date that would be implemented. And everyone's billing date is different because it's from the date they signed up. So it would be from the time that they refresh their account the next month. And also we've tried to be super generous. Like we're not using 28 days, we're using calendar months. So there's 31 days in a lot of those periods. 30. So you know we've tried to not in any way be, you know, kind of cut cut at the margins and, you know, kind be gimmicky. No, you pay on the 13th of March, the 13th of, sorry, if you pay on the 6th of April, on the 6th of every month for the next 12 months, you'll get charged. If You wanna cancel, you can cancel the next day. You'll have your audio video minutes, but you won't get them refreshed on the 13th of the next month. Do you see what I mean? Yep. If you upgrade, so the way upgrading and downgrading works, let's say you bought a $10 package today, right? Uh, on, on Monday the 6th, and you used all of the audio video, but only half the papers then you go, well, I've massively underestimated my usage. I do actually need the $20. You can instantaneously buy the $20. The remaining papers will get added to your $20. And from that period on, you'll be you paying $20 a month, right? Mm-hmm. If you then get ahead on your audio video, you can say, right, I'm going to change that down. And on your next billing cycle, you'll keep your audio video and your papers. And from the next billing cycle, it will go down to 10 again, etc. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I hope it will be super friendly, super user-friendly um super friendly and super reasonable under the most operating conditions mm-hmm.
0: and it might you know i, I and people might start rethinking like how they use the papers like do you need nah. to create a paper for every single session for every single student right like i can reuse the same link the same paper with the same student for the entire month If I wanted
3: to, right? There's people who use bit paper in weird and wonderful ways that we never designed. Our original idea in architectural sense was that a bit paper would be like a scrap paper. You'd use it, you'd make your notes, you'd throw it away. If it was really good or you could save it. We also, as you well know, you can create effectively templates, right? You can make your lesson plan. You can then duplicate it and send those to students and it creates a new branch of the bit paper. If I explained to you architecturally how that worked, you'd be amazed. It's like seriously clever in terms of how a bit paper is a tree and it branches off but it's always linked back to the original bit paper it's really really clever stuff but anyway the, um, the, all your bit papers that you duplicate and make they're still linked to the original paper via their events it's it's weird it's it's like bitcoin it's literally in that direction of, of like the way it branches and, and spikes off um, so the original way we designed it was papers would be fairly throwaway, away but the, the, actually what we've been seeing in the last few days from discussions we've been having with people is that huge numbers of people actually have All the papers they already need. Actually, one of the big problems we've had a little bit from a commercial point of view is them going. I don't need any more papers. Got loads. Thanks, Uh, Av. You know that's expensive, but you know here's Vonage's pricing. You can see what I'm paying, and you can do your calculation. Um, So you know we try to be transparent in that sense. But no, that's the point. We're not trying to. I don't. We had this conversation, with Nick, who who is the you know this is his biggest concern, I think is is we don't want to restrict people's paper usage particularly and if you see what i mean we want to be at least cover the costs of the papers but hopefully everyone should have enough and the reasonable use cases that they roll over that they've got their past ones that they've got new ones you know that they're that they can be disposable if you want them to be we don't want necessarily everyone to hoard bit papers and just say all right well i'm i'm going to the free, you know obviously i'm going to the free plan and i'm not buying any more papers and i'm going to reuse my papers forever i will give you all one piece of warning advice on that though the way Bitpaper works is every single paper stores the entire history of everything you've ever done on it. You might have noticed that if you press undo, you can restore the paper to its very original state, even if it's 10 years old, you know, 10 years, you know what I mean? Three years old. So, you know, it's, it stores everything on it. Bitpaper's problems in terms of scaling are not related to how big an image you put on the board or that that can slow it down under certain operating conditions it's actually just how many times you write on it every time you write on it one two three it's storing those events as a vector effectively now we've seen people that have created papers with millions of events on them now, under those kind of operate, and that means they've reused a single paper maybe for four years, five years, right? And Or they've got a game on it, or they've used it, they've created the paper in a way that needs that kind of usage. The problem is, is over a long period of time, papers get so big that they can corrupt in your browser. Your browser can no longer load them effectively. It's extremely rare, it can happen, and we when we made all those architectural fixes last week, we actually fixed, I think, 90% of those problems as well. Uh, we've massively scaled up BitPaper's power in terms of processing those. But yeah, the idea, probably probably in the not very distant future we're going to have to pose a limit which is that um you know you can interact with it a certain amount of times and then it'll say hey warning you've got five percent left and then at beyond a certain point it will stop accepting new commands and you'll have to duplicate it and go again right mm-hmm. You're sort of saying so you can then take the paper duplicate it and go again with that one but yeah that that is almost certainly going to have to come because it's creating administrative problems and, and upsetting users when they say I've got a five-year-old paper, it's broken. Um, you know, there are some limits to bit paper, not many limits, but there are some limits to it's the capability of a computer effectively. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and Kim, and, and I think this kind of answers Kim's question cause she said, if you had extra papers roll over to your, your paid account, but then mu- next month you drop down to a free account. Do those papers get saved until you go back to paying for an account? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Awesome.
3: Yeah, 100%. so as you know, again, we go, we're going live with the biggest change to BitPay ever. There, I, I don't think there's going to be teething problems. We're pretty good at not having teething problems, but we'll, you know, it's tech. So as far as I understand, as far as I understand the way we designed it, you pay ten dollars this month, you cancel your subscription instantly you've got those papers a minutes for a year if you want them, if that's how you're going to use it. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't invite everyone to do that. And if we find, our, you know, the pushback on that is if everyone is just abusing BitPaper, then we will either have to have words with them about their account usage. You know what I mean? If, if people are literally just abusing it in, in a way that's, um, destabilizing in some sense um, then we might have to readdress that but in its current format we want everyone to be fair and honest and open and I'll be honest you know for most people $10 a month I apologize if this is upsetting to anyone to most people $10 a month is not much money it's a couple of cups of coffee right it's I mean, a, you know from it, a tutoring it, 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 it,
4: perspective you
3: know, right these people are all every single person on this call is running a business whether or not they realize it they you know they are an enterprise they are one man or in some cases, small man, or woman, you know what I mean? Enterprise, um, you know, and so, you know, invest in your company, seriously. Like, you know, we how do we grow successful? How do we grow successful companies as BitPaper and, and the Profs and all you, and Joanna's company? How do we grow these companies? Because we invested in our companies. Time is yes. a big part of it, but money is a big part of it. You've got a lovely pair of headphones there, Joanna. You've got a wonderful computer. You've got, I have no doubt, an enterprise pro version of Zoom, right? So, you know, um, this is one thing that really frustrates us a little bit as, and I say this not as a bit paper owner because I haven't seen yet, but one thing that frustrates us as um, as a company that runs tutors that, you know, uh, I don't know if you know, but a thousand tutors work monthly, roughly 700, a thousand tutors work for my tutor company every month. You have tutors who invest in a pros and they benefit from that. And you have tutors that sort of really scrimp at the margins over over pennies and pounds and then complain their tu- their students scrimp at their pennies and pounds. And the whole thing becomes a bit, you know, becomes a bit self-perpetuating. Like, you know, a, a wise man and a very wealthy man once said to me, if you spend all your time worrying about pennies, you don't have time to make pounds, roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I, think, I think you have to invest and take pride in your business. Uh, if you're an online tutor, go and buy the best laptop you can afford. And if you, you know, if you if you can't afford an amazing laptop, get the best one you can afford. And when you've got the money, buy an even better one. Yes. Buy the best that you can afford. But this is your product. Take pride in it. Take professional pride in your business. Mm-hmm. Invest in it. It will never amount to, you know, a, a professional business if you don't invest.
0: Right, I, I, and, I, and I'm so there with you with, with all of this. I've had people that, you know, I, I know that you guys have gotten some flack on, on social media and and I do as well um, because I charge to be able to coach tutors and how to set up their business. And and people don't realize that in my own education I have spent between twenty and $30,000 to be able yeah. to learn everything that I have learned, to be able to do it the way that I'm able to do it. And I never charge that amount for tutors to work with me one-on-one. But sometimes there are small pieces of money that in order for me to continue to do what I do and to be able to serve, there has to be the other side of it where it's like, okay, I have to keep the lights on here too. You can't expect yeah. everybody to do everything for free for you, right? Oh, well, I
3: mean, some, some people do, but they don't get very far with that mentality is my experience. Like,
0: no, they do not. I mean, they the do business,
3: not. Business, this is, as a business owner and runner, the last thing I... I the last thing I think about is my costs. The first thing I think about is my revenues. And my revenues are generated by investment, not right. by knee-pinching, effectively. Yes, yeah. when times are hard, you all need to wind your... And times are going to be hard going forward. We all need to wind our belts in. We all need to look at, at essential costs versus non-essential costs and luxuries and all the rest of it. But under you know modest operating conditions, if you make your money online tutoring, you need to invest in your online tutoring. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to be a very good
0: tutor. Yeah, absolutely. Elizabeth?
2: Um, I just wanted to bring up... um a really good point that Will Hall is making in the Ultimate Support Group. He's saying um, that one, th- well, first of all, um, just I wanted to, for every everybody here at BitPaper, you guys are getting a lot of love in the comments. So mm-hmm. go back and check those later because you guys okay. are just getting a lot of support, um, which is awesome to see. Um, a lot of, you have a lot of fans um, in our tutoring group. So it's awesome, but um, also. Yeah. Um, Also, some people are saying, you know, these are tax deductible costs for a lot of people and also um, for a lot of people, if if this kind of cost, I'm not just talking about bit paper, but, you know, these types of costs are a concern, then you might need to look at your tutoring rates, like you you can, you can definitely think about raising your rates to kind of put that cost not onto you, but if, if it's really a concern, you can kind of transfer that cost. Um, so that was Will's uh, comment, that yeah. you can tr- kind of and transfer
3: there, that there, cost. There's, there's a, there is a group of people though, we're not just talking about money, there is a group of people who do mentoring and tutoring and free for free, right, for good causes. This is a separate use case. Now, you know, me personally, I mean, I've had, you should, I'm, I'll, I'll read out one of the emails for you. I probably can't use that kind of language on this call. that I was sent this week. The guy apologized profusely shortly afterwards once I replied with my email signature and told him uh, in very calm terms why I thought he needed to change his behavior and mentality somewhat. Um, You know, I personally, I supported this year, 20, and this coming year, 50 extraordinarily poor students through Cambridge applications to get into um, Cambridge and top UK universities, right? I do as a, and I, I provide free technology um, no, it's not BitPaper, it's another online tutoring company I have, but we gave them entirely free enterprise level software for, for a tutoring company that um, sponsors very poor, mentors poor children into university in the UK. I am all for supporting charitable endeavors where the end user is not, well, the educator's not getting paid, right? Absolutely. And I've, invite, I've invited, I've had emails, very kind and calm emails, the sort of people that say to me, I think you're disgusting, how the hell can you profit off the coronavirus? I tutor, Poor children for free, and now you 're cutting off that access to them. that email 's not going to get you very far, and it 's not going to get the children very far unfortunately because you 're acting as a barrier to entry to them whereas i 've had some lovely emails saying, "Please understand my situation I, I had one from the guy some some department of actually the Federal Bureau of Education in america some, some part, something to do with the department of education he said we 're an offshoot of that, and we do this thing we 've actually got really high usage now. can we talk? I'm going to talk to the, him about that. In his case, it was a bit extreme because it was like, hey, can you put like 4,000 hours of free calls down my, my you know, down, down, down your platform? So, you know, we have to probably look at usage a little bit. Um, but, you know, I have one or two individuals saying, please, 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 I'm in India and I tutor i project. I've, I've had a lot of heart rendering stories this week and I have said to them all, look, fear not. There are things I can do and mechanisms I can pull for use cases. You like girls, don't, this doesn't invite, you know, bandits to then tell me, hey, i need a free account because want to pay. Hey. Um, no, then in those cases where we have a very clearly defined um, user with a very clear proposition that is clearly provable in some sense, um, you know, I've, I'm going to be considering what we do about charitable endeavours. Now, the problem is, is again, I have to keep the lights on. I can't help charities. if I can't help myself. Back to Joanne's point that how can you help anyone if you can't help yourself? Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I would love, uh, there are some people out there, and, and to the to the haters, you know, whatever, uh, that's up to you. But the reality is, is I don't get the luxury, and my wife doesn't get the luxury, and Joanna doesn't get the luxury. You know, the people I'm talking about that I know best on this call with, with business interests of being selfish, right? I have to think about my family, me. My family then i have to think about my staff my thousand tutors my hundred thousand bit paper users the decisions i get can't be personally motivated they have too big an effect on people there are a lot of people out there who just you know you you see you've seen those videos where like it <laughs> sounds rude and i apologize but I'm, no, I'm gonna have a go at the haters because i'm gonna look at your bit paper accounts as well some of you um a few people apologize pretty quickly when i said they're violating our terms of service by abusing my staff and they're going to lose access to their account um, but, you know, the reality is, is yes, when you take something away from someone, they feel aggrieved. That's true. Right. But in this case, if I've taken something away from you and you feel aggrieved because you are for a good cause, just talk to me in a rational human way. We're not bad guys. We'll listen. Right. If you have a compelling story and narrative, it's not. You know, I'm a tutor in New York City and I don't feel I should pay and I don't want to pay. It's, you know, I've, I've had some I had one guy who said to me, well, you know, as an example, look, please, I'm having a really difficult time. Uh, my wife's been diagnosed with cancer. We can't leave. I've lost all of my income. I need some wiggle room on the pricing. I'm happy to pay, but I can't afford those rates for X, Y and Z reason. And we said, look, what we're going to do once I get the corporates on board, that takes the pressure off the lights going off. Once I then get the individual users on board who are willing and happy to pay and can afford to pay and understand the value, then then we've got a pool, right? And then we can work out as a team how to allocate that pool on a needs-once basis for those accounts that need it most. I, I want, as an educator, to support educators. That has always been my modus operandi. That has always been my, my, my driving force in doing this. If that wasn't true, I wouldn't have given it to you for free for five years, right? But within that, I need to have a somewhat hierarchical approach to... You know keeping the lights on getting those that can afford to pay more to pay more getting those that can afford to pay less to pay less and having a somewhat progressive system right we're all for that we're not going to turn off you know users who, who have legitimate good needs so we've given everyone a bit of a stare of execution to the sixth of um sixth of april anyway and all those users i invite you in a calm and respectful capacity to contact us and in a calm and respectful capacity we can address your needs Right. Any other combination is not going to get
0: you very far. It really isn't. And so this is just, you guys, if you don't have Grammarly like installed on your computer, install it. Because you can automatically see when you type something, how will it be received by the person who's going to get it, okay? And this is huge because a lot of times we don't realize how we're coming on off. But um, Grammarly will actually give you an icon that will, like, show, like, a big red face if you're, like, coming off as angry. It will show you if you're coming off as, like, you know, like, it'll show two hands if it seems like it's very clumpy complimentary. uh, And that'll give you a good idea of how are you going to be interpreted. Uh, I do think that we have at least in America, I don't know if it's like that in the UK, but in America, we have this everybody owes me kind of mentality. And honestly, nobody owes you I, I,
3: anything. I think, I think I think globally. but
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> I, 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 And I, I, nobody I
0: owes it. us. Nobody owes you anything. And we have to be grateful and show that gratitude to people that are putting amazing tools in place for Just us to get, be able to work online.
3: You, you get further in life. Like if you storm and try and, you know, there are situations where you have to sort of put your foot down. That is a necessary life skill sure. in business, in families, in relationships, you know, but the way you communicate and the way you carry yourself and you know I just I wonder how some of the things that I've seen from educators how that translates into their education because Mm -hmm. if they're treating us in some sense like that how is that what are they treating the children like how are they coming across to the parents of their clients you know be affable humble and smart and you'll get a long way you You know Trying to bulldoze your way through people and scream and shout and bully in the hope that you get h- hurt the loudest is generally not a great approach. It can be useful. It can be useful. I've seen it well applied. But, um, you know, as a rule of thumb, I'm sorry, this is not great for me. But, you know, calling someone deplorable, disgusting. I've been told to die of cancer. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you know?
4: uh, I think uh, maybe it would be good as well for us to put uh, some light into the very good stuff that we're receiving, right? Yeah. Those are really the minority. And to be honest we're all grown ups, we're business people. I mean, thick skin. Let's yeah. focus on the the great people that are like I'm so happy because for all these years we've been putting our hearts into this and there's so many people supporting. Yeah. And yeah. the product is just getting better and better. On a personal level, I've been extremely surprised by all the companies primarily from the US. I mean, the world has gone completely viral on bitpaper all over the world and you will know we never spent a penny marketing so it's really incredible to be receiving these emails now from universities schools tutors like so far away and being like we love bit paper we want to pay for this we want to do this it's extremely positive so mm-hmm. i'd rather like really focus on that right and uh, it shows that we're doing a good job and uh, yeah there is very little risk of anything of bit paper not working because those people alone i mean would mean that we can keep this going and we're extremely happy and i think what leo meant is that we in the future we're going to be translating all those earnings from those guys into the like the individual tutors and students and everything i yeah, think bitpaper okay. has been like this from from the very early stage and 100% transparency right so that's going to happen you just need to continue to believe and you know if you like the product keep using the product yeah. if you don't you know it's okay. We have enough users out there and things are very good right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a beautiful thing about all of this is that it's, it's, if, I know that there are some people there, they're starting to take a look at other tools and that kind of thing. And if you find a tool, like I'm all about finding the right tool to do what the job you need to get done. Okay, mm-hmm. so some people ask me, what do you think is the best tool for this? And the paper isn't always my right answer to it yeah, for what they want to do. It, so we have yeah. to take a look at what do you want to be able to accomplish and what is going to be the best to accomplish that. And yeah. A lot of times, BitPaper is the best tool to use. And so if that's the case, and you're finding inside of your tutoring business that that's the case, then continue, obviously, supporting BitPaper. I've
3: I've sent tens, tens, if not hundreds of emails saying, no, that makes sense in your use case. Use Zoom. Like, fine. Like, that's great. If you found a better whiteboard that works better for your needs. Cool. Yeah, I
0: mean, Zoom Whiteboard's not going to get you very far, you guys. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you that right now. If you think that Zoom Whiteboard is going to, you might as well just use the annotate feature on whatever it is that you're you're using. Okay, because that's all it is. It is just yeah. a blank screen that you're annotating on. That's it. You won't be able to save it. You, won't, I think you may be able to save it, but it's still it's there are no tools on there for you to be able to do anything
3: it is well, there is is integrate
0: bit paper in zoom and we're good
4: to go there <laughs> we go i the- started that discussion uh, like two or three years ago like, Leon, i i know eric on a personal basis he's a super humble guy he's from china uh, he i went to visit him in silicon valley and he was super like, helpful, he loved BitPaper, but he said, well, I don't want to go anywhere near, bit, uh, not BitPaper, I don't want to go anywhere near Whiteboards because I had a problem with that at WebEx because basically Eric was also one of the first employees of WebEx, so he created Zoom out of WebEx uh, knowledge, right? He was okay. an engineer there. And he said, look, I don't want to do uh, Whiteboards. My thing is about the audio and video. So yeah. that, that's yeah. what he's up to. But in, eventually, one day, hopefully, we're going to integrate. That would be awesome. Yeah, Elizabeth.
2: Uh, Will Hall had a great question. Um, uh, again, he says, um, does BitPaper have tools for math tutoring? And I know they do, because a lot of our math tutors love it. You so can, maybe Leo know. or anybody else.
4: Maybe I too could take this
0: call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go for it. Go for it. All right, Atoll.
3: Okay, Uh, I'll jump on it. So the reality is that we know it needs to be way better for maths. And again, back to this point, I want nothing more to do board features, but I keep having to do scalability features and and audio video features. So the roadmap for the maths is, yes, very hop We found an amazing maths equation editor, which none of you will have seen before. It's some open source thing that some like, professor somewhere in i think america has developed and and it's a openware thing it's amazing it's so cool like so we want to get that in um we need like indices right they're all missing like um much more symbol better symbol library better indices you know the ability to do subscripts um and indices that's all missing um yeah no maths is maths needs to be our primary focus i think maths you know the, the core use case of paper yeah maths.
1: Yeah, I was just uh, answering some questions on the actual live feed. But um, yeah, like maths is just one of the biggest users, right? Subject users. We have loads of maths people and uh, I intend to just create a bunch of videos on uh, like the pedagogy because you can actually use bit paper as a tool to teach maths much better. So what what I what my contribution, I think, was um, I saw bit paper originally as it was mostly aimed at university students and then towards like upper high school calculus type stuff. And I pushed it further and further and further back to like primary education because I knew those colored dots were absolutely profound. You know, like you can make big fat dots. You can start moving them around and that kind of interactivity, the virtual manipulatives, no one's doing that at all. And I can adapt adapted it to bit paper so like there's a phenomenal amount of mileage uh, on bit paper to tutoring maths at every level like right from the beginning like counting number bonds um, or like um, algebra calculus the whole lot I mean bit paper is incredibly sophisticated tool for maths and I intend to like that knowledge is kind of locked inside me and uh, now that we have commercialized and we could free up some of the time that I spend uh, like firefighting on social media and stuff uh, I can actually provide this knowledge and put it out there and I'm, I'm in a really huge community I'm in the biggest community of maths teachers in the UK I'm like I'm obsessively meeting maths teachers and I'm utterly obsessed about teaching maths particularly online so I'm learning from them good, good, good teaching of maths and I hope to bring to the table good teaching and learning of maths online for me for me this is like this is the hour in which we bring this excellence that we have gathered together as a community of online tutors as online maths tutors as bit paper as zoom everything we've got like this look this is what we can do we can do something i teach online because i like disrupted my in-person business in twenty sixteen purposely, because I knew I could teach online much better. I knew the children, children learned online much better. And you know, this this is this is our time, this is our hour to bring that forward to the world. The world is now listening to us because under very tragic circumstances this has happened. But um you know we we it's it's our turn, it's our opportunity to bring this forward to the world. So you know for me maths is the way to do that with Bit Paper and uh, I hope to put, put all of all of that in.
3: Yeah, and I'd just like to add to that. Yeah, and I think it is. I think now is we, we were a fringe community. I think we're gonna we we will be seen as pioneers now. I mean, um, and as we said at the beginning of the call, and you know, like I said, back to your point about these additional features, we have spent. The last that it 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 hurts us as 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 product developers, the last release we did of any update of use of immediate and obvious use to you that wasn't but under the hood was last I think May in two thousand and nineteen. Um so we have spent like ten, eleven months, something like that, just building, strategizing, executing the user accounts, the ability to have a payment system. Once we get over this road bump with your investment and your support, I need to bring on additional people and we need quicker, faster development on i want nick to do what he does best which is the whiteboard i don't want nick doing what he is doing out of necessity and because we need it which is back-end development i need Mm -hmm. a back-end developer for that to do the servers and the apis and custom integrations first thing i'm going to do if this is a commercial success the first thing i'm going to do is going to hire um a genius guy i know who works for another one of my companies on you know part-time basis to deal with the server stuff that frees up nick to do the whiteboard there are things that infuriate us about the whiteboard you guys know what they are the rubbing out over uploaded images the ability to select little lines and dots the uh, text tool is rubbish like we're perfectionists right we did what we could with our available time with the tools available to us we're going to go back and rehaul everything i don't like the way you select colors i want a hot i want uh, the ability to have like three or four kind of most used colors by the by the pen button or by the palette button. And then, yes, you've got the full capability. I want the ability to have an equation that symbols. I want a highlighter pen. We need to zoom in and zoom out. right? Um, there is, you know, it, we can talk about it very quickly. People may or may not have seen it. Let me pull it up. There are much more um, than we've kind of just covered here because we want to improve all of the actual individual features as well as just kind of add new ones. And, and we know improvements, not just um, new features, but the most commonly requested by mile is zoom in, zoom out the paper. That's coming. That's when we get this road bump out the way, when we get our paying user base, when we're Stable financially, then we're going to do this in this order. So, ability to zoom in, zoom out is request number one by mile. Number two is locking. Uh, this is not quite the right order. I know them from my head. Locking images. So the array, fixing the eraser. Full stop. It's just white paint at the moment. We know that needs to be fixed. Um, we've we've thought of a really nice way of doing it, and definitely other papers have a much better raise than us. So we're gonna we're gonna look at that. We're gonna go away and take the best bits of their boards and put them into our board and it'll be the best. That's our idea. Um, so, you know, we, we wanna start creating a user um, polls for this stuff. Tell us, when we go back to development on the board, tell us what you want and we'll do it. And we, we listen to everything. Um, performance improvements for my paper. My papers has got real problems. It look for people who've got loads of papers, it loads really badly. That's actually super up and honest. Um, you know, fixing my paper. The tag system I, th- I really like, it's working well, but the we need thumbnails that work properly. We need, um, my recent papers is coming. That's already in development. We started actually, we haven't finished. Um, and the ability to paginate that page loads quicker. Um, a clear all ability on an individual paper. So you can just go delete everything and it resets it back to zero. That's really necessary. Mainly, for our server costs, I think there 's like eleven million bit papers in circulation or something there 's not a small amount of bit paper. How many trees have we saved? Do you know we calculated it the other day I think it 's like quarter of a million trees. That is a really good marketing tool we 've not ever talked about. I think we 've saved a quarter of a million it 's a huge amount of i can 't oh no two hundred and fifty thousand We we calculated it. So, Um,
4: please, I would love to fix the text as well. I I would
3: love to fix it. Text is not right at all, and selecting things that are small is not right. Highlighter pens coming, yeah. No, we know it. Equation editor, protractor, exporting the whole paper to PDF, not just the viewable area. That's actually technically really hard. People don't appreciate that, but it's technically hard. We'd love real time writing and text editing. The text tool so that when you type, people see it on their screen. That needs to happen. That's my dream. That's Susie's dream, right? That's just become priority number one. Um, support for smaller screens and mobile devices. The mobile device is actually working. We just didn't quite get around to releasing it. It does actually work perfectly on mobiles. Just one of the menus is a bit too big. Um, that's really important. Uh, palm rejection on iPads is really important. People, I don't know if a browser can do it though. If anyone knows the answer to that, tell us. But we need, you know, when you try and write on an iPad, your your hand writes, not your pen. So you, um, we need palm rejection. It's called um yeah class recording apis we need to better, better way of sharing the links you know distributing the links so you click share link instead of maybe just copying pasting the url and we also want to be able to choose who you share it with a bit like google docs and also have locks on it so that they can't share it and or edit it so user controls for the students that's coming as well so yeah um we'll get around okay. to that
4: and a lot of that will be enabled as well by having now the more users and the commercialization, right? We can bring more people. Nick no longer needs to be one one single man and the ninja of BitPaper, right?
3: Yeah, Nick yeah. is a full stack developer and a half. I mean, people don't realize that one man built that. like <laughs> With a little bit of help from his friends, one man built that.
4: But now yeah. we can bring some more people to the party and hopefully speed up the, the features
3: yeah Yeah.
0: so so kim and you you guys just answered kim and unike who were wondering like would you be is there a way for a tutor to lock access to a page after a session so that um so after the sessions, as I can see the students pen on the board after the session, like it kind of like locks after their session. I believe you just kind of said like, yes, there would be a way for you to kind of stop them from being able to do that. Like they can only use it yeah, in the session. A hundred,
3: a hundred percent. I mean, the easiest way to do that in this current format, you can already do that. If you have a template, I mean, it depends how you teach, but if you had a template, you can share the template and then they can't have access to the original. Don't forget there is, as I said to people, undo is infinite. So if they mess up your paper, just hit Z and go back to a point where you're happy with it, and then you're good to go. Every page wow. of every paper is, is undoable. So, so you no just one hit the back button. Just, just hold Z. Right? Just, I don't exactly. know if you but if you just hold Z, it speed undoes. It's quite cool. It's like rewinding, yeah. fast-forwarding. Yeah,
4: it becomes like a movie, so you can see your entire thing, like a video. It's super yeah. cool when you're actually making a video of your bit papers. It's like i it's build a-
1: animations for my students on it, actually. So, like, um, a dots that are moving around, like the projectile path, dot, 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 dot. And then just press Z, and you can see. Like Atul,
4: whole-
3: you need to make some videos of some of this stuff, of the, the, the really crazy use cases. We'd love to yeah. see them.
0: <laughs> yeah, Elaine Francis says, I am so excited about your plans. And I think this is the opportunity that I really wanted to be able to to give you guys is to really hear from the people themselves. A lot of times it's really easy to say negative things about people when you don't know what's going on. And it's really easy for us to um, to criticize or think badly or start looking at other companies when you don't understand the people that are behind a product that is incredible
3: and really just don't have enough information to make, you know, I understand if people are not happy for, cause they think it's too expensive, but there's legit, we, there are very, we're not disagreeing with pretty much everything that everyone has said. There are completely legitimate concerns. We're reasonable right. people. We're, you know, there's very legitimate concerns and we listen to them and, you know, phrase them in a sensible manner and you probably get them. So, you know, that's, that's all work. And we've taken everything on board. We're working on it. Um, we've already dropped the price today. You know, again, more people sign up, the lower it comes. I'll make that promise to people uh, to the best of my ability. Um, so, you know, if you work for a university, you work for a school, go and nudge them and say, get a site license. Give these guys thousand yeah. dollars a month, and I can then drop everyone's price by a dollar a month. You know what I mean? Right. We'll see. We don't know where that. We don't know yet where the chips are going to land. We have no idea whether a hundred people, 500, 1, 000, five hundred, a thousand, five thousand. We just don't know. The enterprise uptake has been way stronger than we imagined. I don't know how many individual licenses we've sold, but it's hundreds for sure. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that gets us, we had a target. We were already probably halfway there with the corporates. So I I need to look, we haven't, it's hard to say because people say and do different things sometimes, um, but you know, that we haven't even looked at how many individuals are going to sign up. So mm-hmm. sign up, trust us, and we'll look after you.
0: Love it. I love it. Elizabeth. Um.
2: Uh, let's see. Oh, there's there's a lot of people saying that they're interested in. I believe it was Atul's um, videos, like his his videos of how to use uh use it for math and and also the advanced options that that he was talking about. So I just wanted to bring that in. Um, and also I just wanted to say that um, one of the, the best things that I I see about Bitpaper is that it is. Run by individuals, you know that they do care about, you know that their individual customers because they're individuals themselves. So I just wanted to bring that up. Yep. So yep. That's absolutely.
4: Really Thank important. You. Yeah. We started yeah. that very early on through social media. too and I like being, talking to people on a personal basis, chatting on our personal messengers and all of that. And that's because we love it. We really, mm. really, really love what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We really. We're- And here's a reminder for everybody in the Ultimate Support Group for online tutors is we are all here to support you, okay? That means that everybody in the community that's here needs to support each other as well. Um, I know that there are some people, they come off and they're extremely negative a lot. And unfortunately, we have to have private conversations with them. And we do have to remove those types of people because my goal for our community is that we are supporting each other, that it is not a a place to like just spit fire, you know, negative comment after negative comment and like bring people down no we can't support each other with that kind of energy so just so that you guys know let's always try to build people up and let's not tear people down we are here to support each other no matter what t- type of um, economy that we are in at all times at every situation and so uh-huh. we always have to remember to be personable and helpful think of how you could be of service to other people versus how can people serve me
3: yeah, 100%. Toxicity is contagious. Like, I've had this um, in, 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 in amongst employees. You can have a company of like, I don't know, 10, 20, 30, hundreds, it generalizes. You can have a company of 10 people, and you get rid of one who is negative and miserable and toxic, and the company changes when they're gone because Mm -hmm. the net effect of them on everyone else is is huge right Mm,
4: yes
3: um so i think yeah it's extremely important we 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 try we're not we're all human we all have bad days we all say silly things i'm not christ i'm i'm the least I'm, i'm completely imperfect as anyone can attest to but you know it's about what you strive to be not necessarily what you do in real time i think um you know if you're you're asking for something fundamentally but which is what you are doing when you're part of community you're asking to be part of something then the trick is to try and have a net 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 positive effect and that Mm -hmm. that compounds fairly well right it does Um, you know and I'm I'm probably a bit less um uh what's the word diplomatic than you Joanne I really (laughs) I really abuse the block button on my email (laughs) I I, I, uh there, there, there are a few people whose accounts might be at risk at the moment I'm not sure how vindictive i'm feeling okay,
4: yeah, let's let's just uh I'm change the note here <laughs> <laughs> so in well, other words your pr, PR guys are way. stepping
1: in leo oh, your, to, your yeah, two yeah, pr yeah, people yeah. are stepping in
4: you and i are
3: the guardians of the community
1: we we are your pr team okay yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Man who lets me near the, 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 the clients. No one else, none no of other businesses don't let me anywhere near the client place inside
0: the <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, I just want to uh, thank uh, all of you guys for joining us. Thank you so much. I, I'm glad that we were able to give a venue for you guys to share your dream and your passion with us and, and what the future looks like and how it affects the people who are using your resources and your tools. You know, I i i am going to pray over you guys that everything works out um, exactly the way that you envision it because I do love the product that you guys have so thanks for allowing us um, to to share your amazing tool with the world Unique says thank you so much you guys you've done a really great job with an amazing tool so thanks you guys for joining us and uh, if you have additional questions um, at all a lot of times it's inside of the ultimate support group, answering questions. So if you've got questions, Atta will definitely be able to answer it for you. And Leo and Susie are also in there as well. Um, So definitely, if you've got any questions, we're more than willing to be able to support you with answering those. So thanks you guys for joining us and enjoy the rest of your day. Bye everyone. bye. Bye bye. Did you know that the online tutoring industry is a $1 billion industry and that It is projected to grow to $112 billion over the next five years, according to Technavio. Now, I believe that to succeed in this business as individual tutors, we need to stand together and unite, which is why I have created the largest community of online tutors helping each other on Facebook. I'd like to invite you to join our free group, the Ultimate Support Group for Online Tutors. I wanna help you get found, hired, and referred so that you don't have to compete with other tutors but instead can collaborate and grow. So that you can help students all over the world and have the freedom and flexibility to allow you to do what you love. In fact, I want you to feel amazing every time you have a light bulb moment with your students. I want you to have so many light bulb moments that you light up an entire city. All you need to do is go to Facebook Type in Ultimate Support Group for Online Tutors and hit Join. What are you waiting for? Join today!